Welcome to the Dead End Boy Podcast. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a second. Wait. <gasps> Great, Scott! I count the hours and the days. My life is just slipping away. I feel lost till I look into your eyes. Let out. Welcome everybody to the Dead End Boy Podcast. How doing today, Rob? Pretty good. How about yourself? Good, good. As you can see, it's a three-person show here today. Yes, it is. My good friend. Your good friend, but keep going, keep going, keep going. Your 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 good friend that you just you just asked for her last name. Uh, No, no, I wanted to make sure because I, (laughs) I wanted to make sure off air. Jeez. <laughs> Raina, thank you for joining us here today. Oh, thank we, you for having me. We've always mentioned about having more moms on the show. Yes, we did. You were the third. We're making strides, man. We're making strides. Baby mm-hmm. steps, baby steps, right? The last mom we had on here was, uh, it was a good show. It was such a great show that she got in trouble for. So, Let's hope history doesn't repeat itself here. <laughs> yeah, you don't have any uh, law, litigal, uh, lit- legi- I can't even talk anymore. This thing, braces are killing me. Uh, yeah. uh, no, it's, it's, I, it's I the braces. Not. The braces no, cause a speech feel- impediment. It, it, I kid you not. Like, it feels like I have, like, well, obviously you have something in your mouth, but it's like, I, I, right. it's weird to talk. I'm going to make a ahead. note. And then when you get the braces off, I'm going to say, hey, Rob, say this word. Say yeah, okay. litigation. A litigation. <laughs> I was, I was like, I've cured him. I've cured him. L- litigation. Litigation. Little- yeah, there's no, there's no litigation. There's no depositions, mediations, and any other Asians at the end of anything. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 <laughs> we just want to no. make sure so we don't have to erase this one. <laughs> no, this yeah, one be, let's not mess up be- my analytics here. Yeah. <laughs> No, I assure you, there's no, there's no nothing. Um, yeah, no, I, I when I saw Miss Terrace, I think that's what kind of like, that's what kind of got me started. Like, I was just kind of like, you know what? Like, I know I'm not the only person out there that's going through stuff, obviously, you know? Um, and it kind of like, that's kind of like what brought me forward. You know, I was just like, you know what? I'm very, I'm very closed when it comes to like speaking on my, 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 you know, my ex-husband, my, my marriage, like, you know, things that went on, um, I always have something to say and I always want to like help other people go through things, but then I'm very standoffish when it comes to talking about my own. Like, it's just, I guess kind of because I'm mad at myself for letting it happen. And the fact that like, it's still affecting, not me, but it's affecting our kids that we have, you know, um, he just announced that, you know, his new son was born yesterday and both my kids actually took it like really hard like they took it really really hard um are are your kids close to their dad they always try to be uh so that's that's kind of why um but he never did or he never does no it's like it, it got to the point to where it got to the point to where like um cps had gotten involved you know um so basically let's so from start to finish it's basically 
we were married. Um, I was young. He was young. He was in the military. Um, he got deployed. Uh, I found out I was pregnant with my our first son. Um, he seemed pretty excited about it. What branch? Time. He was in the army. He was military police. That was his MO, um, his MOS. But um, he was excited at first. And then after a while, I don't know, I guess, I guess as soon as things started kind of getting a lot closer to the date, he was being very, he was pulling back a lot. Um, I told him, I was like, you know, we don't have to be together. Nothing is forced, you know, I mean, it's like, and he's like, no, like, I got to do the right thing and, you know, get married and do this and do that. I'm like, okay, you know, um, and I don't know, I, I feel like it's just when our son was born, it just, everything went downhill from there. You know, I was finding out about women, you know, women contacting me from MySpace, you know, telling me like, hey, you know, um, are you and so-and-so still together? Because, you know, we were just together in his barracks and we did this and we did that. I mean, it's just, it sucks. It, it sucks because like a lot of times, like their names are still sometimes burned in my memory and, and like, I don't like it. And it's not so much because I care about what happened. It was just the fact that it was a real crappy way of how to find, find out, you know? Um, and uh, we, we separated for a while. I couldn't let his commanding officer know um, just because of the fact that one of the females that came forward was also a soldier in the military. So, and she was married and, you know, the whole court martial thing could have happened. And so I just kind of to protect him, I guess, and the embarrassment for myself, um, I didn't say anything. I stayed quiet. I didn't say anything. Um, uh, when he came home for rest and recovery, which was about the time our first son turned a year old in March, he was home for two weeks and he was just, I'm going to change. Um, I promise everything's going to be different now. Like I realized being away and how much he's changed. I'm going to be, I'm going to be there. Okay. Um, he came back after that, six months later, came back. Um, he tried to make everything up. We went to Disney world for, you know, in, in like September for my birthday. Cause he didn't get back until like late August. My birthday is in July. Um, again, I thought everything was going good. There were signs there that I knew he was up to something. And when I say that, I say that because I feel like, like, because of this, it, it, um, it takes a toll on me now, like with future relationships, because I'm just so damaged that what he would do is he would put like, let's say his sister or his friend's names and stuff like that in his phone, he'd save them and he'd put a period at the end. And I mean, who's going to notice a little small period at the end of a name, right? I didn't think anything of it. And I would just be like, oh, who's that? Oh, my friend, Anthony, he's calling, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Okay. And it was weird because I would notice Anthony on his phone and then there's Anthony with a period. And I'm like, hmm. Okay. Um, he was showering. I looked at his phone because it kept going off. This Anthony person kept calling. I'm like, well, I know him, right? It, it wouldn't be bad if as his wife, I can answer the phone, right? I answered the phone and there was a female on the other end and just like, oh, y'all are together still. He told me y'all weren't. He told me that, you know, you're begging him and, you know, trying to unalive yourself. So 
he feels bad for you that's why he's staying there and just all these just all these things like it just mm-hmm. it, it sucked and it sucks to say that you know then I got pregnant again um I wasn't expecting it I was on birth control I wasn't expecting it so obviously to me it was a gift I feel like um and it was another another boy but at that point when our second son was born so because he came out real light complected with like colored eyes at the time because his eyes came out like gray he was just this isn't my son you're with somebody else like that's when those those things like with as far as like accusing me of cheating was coming out and I was like, we can do a paternity test. You know, I mean, I, I can't believe that you would even think that and this and that. So we did, we did a paternity test. He was the father and it just, I kind of don't, sometimes don't like Easter because that's when everything went down was the day that he left. Cause I mm. found out he was talking to someone um, from El Paso. Um, and you know, here's, here's the dirty part about it. He was actually messing around with this girl's aunt mm-hmm. like sexually like he like he was he had a thing with this but because that woman was older she was like hey let me introduce you to my niece she's living with me you know she's originally from Colorado let me introduce you to my niece and then that relationship started and I was just kind of like you were like being this little gigolo guy with her aunt. And now all of a sudden y'all two were together. Like it just made you ask, well, like it, it, it was just like, Ugh, you know, like to just know that I was involved with someone like that. I was just like, you know what? I can't, like, I can't do this. Like we're done. I can't. And as much as it hurt, I mean, I let him go. And he just, without a care in the world, you know, my son that day was stacking at that time. That's when I think the first Avengers came out. And I had, he had had all the toys of it. And I remember he stacked up the toys in front of the door and he was just like, dad, I don't want you to leave. Like, you know, he's like, daddy, please don't leave. Please don't leave. And he just like, didn't care. And he kicked his toys across the room. And I just remember that look on my son's face. Like mm-hmm. he was just like, you know, like Nate, you know, get the F out the way. And, you know, and he kicked his stuff and he just like took off and just that hurt in my son's eyes. And it's just like, ever since was always just it was burned in my in my memory just the fact that the way he made him feel until Mm -hmm. this day my oldest is the one that he is 14 now and it's like he still is always trying to earn his dad's like attention or love and you know things of that sort um fast forward to finding out that that woman was pregnant they have a daughter together um she's about the same age as my youngest son she apparently was pregnant right at the time um I had just had my second son and like I said she just had this new baby um CPS was involved at that time you know of course men always trying to show out and trying to you know like oh you know you're being a bee because you don't want to give me my kids and I'm like no it's just this is a just some random woman you're trying to bring around the, the boys like I don't even know her. Um, she doesn't have kids. She's a lot younger than I am, you know? And I was just like, like, I'm sorry. Like, I can't, like, we have babies. Like, they're still little. My little one, I think, was still in diapers. Um, there's just so much. Like, there's just so, so much to this whole issue that just, I'm angry at him, but I try not to hold that. And I put on a happy face 
for my kids. Um, my youngest one doesn't really care about him. Um, you know, like he's just very like, I mean, to the point to where he's just like, mom, can I change my last name to yours? Like, I don't, I don't want his last name. I'm like, you're 11. Like you shouldn't have to be like thinking that way, you know, but he, it just, I don't know. He, I, I feel bad. I never really want him to hold that hate in his heart for his dad. Uh-huh. But now, how, lo- how long have you guys been separated or divorced? For he's 11 now. So for like 10 years. 10 years. Well, so when uh, <clears throat> when you guys got married and you asked him, he said, no, like it's the right thing to do. That immediately should have been a red flag, right? Because now it's he's getting married for the wrong reason. It's it's the moral thing to do. Did you yeah. look at did you look at it the same way or was or was there part of you that maybe thought once we're married, things will get better? I guess it was just the fact that, you know, he really made me believe that like, you know, so when he said that it's the right thing to do, it was more because he always showed this initiative to be like, you know, well, I want to, you know, I'm going to go to the doctor with you. I'm going to be with you every step of the way. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know what a man's supposed to do, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, he just was always being very like tending to me, you know, are you okay? How's my baby? Like just how, I don't know, just the way he was making me feel, but like, that's why I guess looking back, I don't feel like it was because like, you know what, Raina, I, I love you. Like, I love you. And, and I'm glad we had this baby. It was more kind of like, like, I love this baby because, you know, it's, it's a part of me, but you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like the only thing that's keeping us together type of thing. Cause now, now was it hard being a, a military wife since, you know, when you, when you get deployed or whatever it was that he had to get, had to do? It was, he was gone for like two years, you know, well, the first year when our first son was born and then he had left again, um, he had gotten deployed again when our second son, when I was pregnant with our second son, like shortly after he had gotten deployed again. So it was hard. That second deployment, I think is pretty much like the icing on the cake because when I still had women coming forth and telling me things and, and just finding things out. Um, you know, whether, whether at the time it was through MySpace or his emails, because a lot of times, a lot of times, like, um, we would get like notifications, I guess, like we were in like the group, like it was like a military, um, wives group that we would always like, um, send care packages. Um, we do little, like we would be involved in like just little events and things that the military would like, um, what kind of like, um, the word I'm looking for at the time, like they, uh, just events, you know, any type of little things that they did. It was called like the military readiness program, which was basically like, um, if something were to have happened, whether, you know, it's like, um, a spouse passed or just things like that. Like it, I can't remember what the name, what the term was, but it was just things that I was finding out basically just things that were coming about, um, oh, I was with him. Oh, look, you know, and they'd send me pictures. I would find pictures of people tagging him like at, at parties and he's hooked up and kissing on random, you know, these women and just, just, just stuff like that. And it just really, like, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't bear it anymore to the point where I told him, I was like, you know what, that's it. Like, like, don't worry about it. You know, coming home, we'll just, 
will call it quits. I won't say anything, you know, just be there for the kids. I, I, I don't want to do this. So I guess he called my bluff. And the minute he found out that I had gone out with someone else, like it wasn't a relationship. It was like an old friend from high school that had gotten back in touch with me. And we went to dinner a couple of times and like, and I put that on everything with him. I was like, dude, like I couldn't be with anybody else just because of the fact that like, I was so stupid wanting to still hope, like holding on to that hope that you would get it together, you know, like thinking that it was just maybe something that you needed to get off of your chest because you were young and, you know, you became a dad so early, like, like I would find excuses for it to be okay that he was cheating, but then it was like, well, I'm going to just go on dates and, you know, I'm going to do my own thing too, since you're doing yours. And then, you know, if we come back together, we come back together. And if we don't, we don't. The minute he heard I was going out, you know, that, oh, someone had said that they saw me out at dinner with some guy. And he just was like, oh, oh, see, you're, you're just a, a, a you know, oh, and you're this and you're that and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, okay. Like, you know, it, it was just very, I guess, just toxic. Like after, like after our kids and, and it just, it hurts me. Cause I feel like I'm a little to blame for the fact that like my kids don't, don't have that relationship with him. And as much as right now, even now we try, we try to get along. It just, he hasn't changed. He's still an, an immature, like guy like he's hasn't learned anything I mean he's still he was dishonorably discharged for one um he's got so many DWI cases to the point to where my kids a while back like this was a couple of years ago were like mom dad has this feature on his car that's like so cool if he breathes into this thing the car will turn on and I'm like <laughs> yeah that's not a good thing like that's that's not a cool feature in a car but I didn't yeah. tell him anything, you know, to protect this image for him because I didn't want to be have. the person. Which, which is which is good, though, because in all reality, you don't want someone you don't want the other parent to tell uh, something negative or something to uh, to paint this picture of their dad to be an ugly person. You know, as kids, they, they want they want to think the world of their dad. And yeah. but but that's good that you're not doing that. Cause that's, it can, it can lead to something more damaging later on in life for them. So when, uh, <clears throat> when he was walking out the door and he, and he kicked the toys and he said some long lines of get the F away or, or whatever he said, when that door shut behind him and he's gone, what do you say to your kid after that? How do you, as the mom comfort him? I remember I just pretty much told him, I was like, baby, it's okay. You know, like, like daddy will be back. You know, so like, I mean, at that time, I didn't know what to say. I remember telling him like that his dad would be back. I was like, look, baby, it's okay. You know, daddy will be back and everything. But he, of course I was crying. So he saw me, you know, um, which is like another thing that I just wished wouldn't have been that way because I know deep down, he probably knows like, why is my mom crying? You know, um, till this day like I know if I were to bring him in here like I said he's 14 now if I were to bring him in here like now he kind of understands just because as much as as when that relationship with this other woman started as much as I was always so like why is he doing all this with her why is he being this like good guy with her and doing all this with her um you know just 
things like that. I mean, to the point to her and I, he got, he basically turned her and I against each other because for a while I, I was the one that reached out to her to pretty much just be like, look, you know, I'm coming to you as a woman. He wants to see his kids, but I need to know who you are. I met up with her one time. She was working as a Dr. Pepper girl or something at some little festival thing. And we went to that festival, obviously, because it was open to the public. We went, I took my kids and um, they didn't know who she was, but I was just like, oh, this is one of mommy's friends, you know, like, look, you know, it's just because I didn't know what to do. Um, and uh, I introduced her and and she, me and her talked and everything. And she just was like, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm so sorry things went down like this. He told me he wasn't with you. He was making it seem like, you know, like you were just, you know, telling any lie or any story, whether it was going to be, you know, whether harming yourself or the kids, like he was telling me stuff like that. And I just felt I needed to be there for him. And I was like, look, I can guarantee you that I would never want to hurt myself. Like, over, you know, somebody like that, you know, I have mm -hmm. my kids, I have to be here for. Now, there was a, a time that I did. Um, I had a testimony, I have a testimony of my own. Um, there, oh, there we go. There was, um, I lied, obviously, to her, because there was a point in my life that I, I, I was near it. I had, I, I had it in my hand. And I was contemplating. Um, and I heard, I heard a voice. I, oh my gosh, I'm shaking. Um, I, I heard a voice. I know what it was. Um, mm -hmm. That day I had put my kids to sleep. They were, you know, they were young. Um, they were taking a nap. And I put them in their room and I, I, I let them, you know, it's like, it was nap time. I, my little one was probably... My youngest was probably about six or seven months old. Um, my oldest was probably about three, four at that time. And I went and I, and I put him to three or four and I put him to sleep. Anyway, um, I came to my room and I closed and I locked the door. And I just like, I sat at the corner of the bed and I was just so angry, like just so angry as to like, why? Like, why did this guy, why does this man come into my life? Why, you know, like, and I know now that I'm older, I know it's because I was damaged too from my previous, like from my past, you know, my parents were, were separated. That was a whole story behind it when I was young. Like that was my own trauma basically. Um, and I remember I just was so angry, so angry of God. I was so angry, just like, why? Like, why are you allowing this to happen to me? Why did you send me these kids? You know, I'm not strong enough. I'm by myself. I'm 20, what, 21 years old. I was like, this is too much for me. I, I can't, you know? And I remember I just was looking around and looking around and I just, I was like, I want to end it. They won't know. Right. Like, and I, I could hear something in my voice. Like I, like, I swear, like just clear as day as if someone was just right here mm -hmm. and I could hear them. It's like, it's okay. It's just going to hurt for a little while. Like, like that's literally what it was just it's okay it's just gonna hurt for a little while you know like it like as if it's fine and all of a sudden I just heard like a knock at my door and I just hear mommy please open the door mommy I love you 
mom, are you there? Like, like I just, and I remember I was like, Nathan, just go back to sleep, Papa. just go to sleep. Okay. I'm fine. And he's just like, okay, I love you. And that was it. I didn't hear nothing else. Mind you, I have wood floors. Okay. I have wood floors. I can hear their little feet when they're coming across the hallway to come to my room. I never heard it. And when I finally just, I don't know, I, I, it's like I just snapped something. Just, I don't know, I just had this feeling of like snapping out of it. And I just threw the, the gun on the floor. It just was like, I can't, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? And I went and I unlocked the door and I ran across the hall. And my son was still in the same position that I had left him in. Mm-hmm. He was still clutched to his bear. I had him tucked in and I would like kind of tuck the sides like of like where he is. I would always tug him in and I'd be like, oh, snuggling in a cocoon. And he was still snugged into where like the blankets were still tugged in. Mm-hmm. There was no movement. And I just like, I broke down and I cried and I kissed him and, and every, I mean, I just like, I cried. When I came back into my room, there was something in the corner left that was dark, that was standing in my room. And it just, it felt like a wind that came to me. And that voice had gotten like deeper, like a bad, like, you know, calling me like a coward, like, you Mm -hmm. know, like you're a coward, you're a coward. And, you know, and and I, in fear, fell to the ground. I just kind of like tugged myself into the corner of the hallway and I just like kind of covered my eyes and I was like, no, 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 like, I'm not seeing this isn't real this isn't real this isn't real and I just went back to the room where my boys were and I just stayed there and um it 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 was a it scared me a lot to where I mean I was so pale I called my mom and she just looked at me and she's like you know what's wrong are you okay I told her can you go look in my room I don't know if someone's in there like I don't know if somebody like you know I was by myself in a house I was like can you go check she's like why didn't you call the police? I was like, because I don't think that it's actually someone, but I don't know if what I saw was real. I was like, can you just go check? She came into the room and she just, and the first thing she saw was she saw the gun on the side of the bed. And she was like, what is this? And I just was like, I just, I cried. I was like, and she's like, hi, Lorena. And she's like, what are you doing? And, you know, she just started crying and she just clutched me and she hugged me and she's just like, what's wrong? Like, I'll help you. I'll help you. And I like, I told her, I just told her the truth. Like, I was just like, I don't know what's wrong. Something, something Mm -hmm. is tormenting me. Something is making me feel like I just can't do this. I'm so angry. I, I I hate he, I hate him. Like, oh, like it was just, I don't know. It it just at that time was just so, I had this, this big, this big, like in my heart, just like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like dark, like, yeah, just just sitting down. Mm-hmm. And so I really have to say that my kids like saved my life that day. And that's why ever since that day, when I saw that, I've always like, you know what? I need to do something and I need to do something. I know my relationship with God wasn't, wasn't good. I was just mad all the time and, and, and just trying to point fingers and, and all this. Um, I, he was making me turn against this woman this woman ended up lying to him about me and her meeting she's like well she's the one and I'm like he's she's just as toxic as he is and when I realized that I was like yeah no like 
like I can't my, my kids are not going to go over there like now what what was the specific moment when when you felt that you had a really turn to God when you had to really turn to the Lord because I know there's specific moments in our lives that we 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 have to we sometimes we can't get away from it but when God calls you God calls you and and it may take you you may be in the pits of hell in your life you may be going through that storm in your life the ugliness you know but there's a point you know Jesus walks through that water through that storm and he he, he, taught, he tells you to get out of that boat you know so what was the what, what was the pinpoint of of you re reestablishing that relationship with God was it that moment <clears throat> It was, it was probably that moment. Um, it was probably that moment. Hang on, baby. Especially because, um, especially just because um, I really thought I was on the right path. You know, I started going back to church and things of that sort. Like just really trying to get my kids involved because um, I'm trying to remember. It was just so like, I just remember that point because after that had happened, once I started really turning myself to God and going to church again, I met this guy um, who was a pastor's son. And I really thought like, oh man, like, like, you know, God brought somebody to, in my life to, you know, maybe get me a little closer to him just because he was a pastor's son, you know, and he was like into going to church and doing all these things. And, um, and it got me feeling good. Like it got me feeling good. And you know, he was, he introduced me to his, to his, his parents, they were pastors and I was going to church and all this stuff. Like, I really like just started to feel good about myself. Um, until again, I don't know what happened. And I got angry at myself again, because with, without really, I mean, I didn't think I had to babysit or, or, or have to look after a grown man. And I found out he was married. Mm like he was like full on still married um and I guess it kind of just upset me because I like it made me again fall to be like you know what like here I am mad at God again because why would he bring somebody and this man's married and and you know it's like here I am going to church the parents never said anything being pastors like they never said anything like and it and I was embarrassed like I was embarrassed I was like oh my god like but in a way, at the time that I was talking to him, um, another incident right there had happened to where I knew that something was like spiritually attacking me because we had visited, you know, a, this church. Um, it was like a, I don't know if it was like a Baptist. I'm not sure what kind of church it was. It was a, a somebody that they had just heard of that was like a really good pastor. We went to the, to the church. And I remember basically a long story short was I walked in. It was him. It was the, the guy was dating me and his dad, the pastor. And at that time, like I said, I didn't know what was going on. They didn't tell me anything. I was dating this guy. I walked into that church and the, the pastor was like, it, it was, it was a black guy. I remember, I can't remember his name. And he just like, he stopped in mid sentence what he was preaching. Cause he was like kind of pacing back and forth on the altar and he just kind of like stopped in the middle of what he was saying. And he just like directly turned and looked at me and like stared at me for like a long time and just looked at me. And he was just like, I have a message for you. And then he just picked up preaching again. And I'm just like, 
like did did y'all put him to this they're like no but I wouldn't even know him and I was like okay um afterwards when he wanted to pray over me um he was praying and everything and and you know and here I was like trying to accept you know the prayer and just really get into it get into worship and everything and you know and, and I felt a little bit better and and you know he it it made me feel good coming out of that church like I was just like oh, okay you know like I feel good and you know I feel I feel you know I feel good I feel this is happy like this weight lifted off like all right I'm gonna keep coming I'm gonna keep you know and just keep that spirit you know going and um after that that day we went to breakfast we met up with the rest of his family we went to breakfast I took off my little jacket that I had had on like it was like a little shawl kind of thing I guess like a little sweater I took it off to eat you know because we had to sit down to eat and I remember his sister just turning and she looked at me and she told him, she was like, <gasps> she's like, oh my God, she says, what did you do to her? And the dude's like, you know, he's like, what are you talking about? He's, she goes, what did you do to her? She's like, did you grab her? Like, why, why did she have that mark? I had a mark and I, I didn't even see, I, I didn't feel it, but I had a mark like on my shoulder where it looks like somebody like you saw like prints where it looks like someone like grabbed me mm-hmm. and I had it on my arm and it was just red, like, like burned, like red. She's like, Rana, does it hurt? And I was like, no, I didn't even know it was there. And so um, his dad started taking pictures of it. And he was like, and he was like, that's weird. You know, like, like take a picture. Like we got to, you know, something, something's not right. That next Sunday, we went to that same church with that guy and that pastor had came and he talked to me after church. And he was like, he goes, he says, I knew you would come back. And I said, why did, how did you know that? And he goes, because he goes last Sunday when I was praying for you, he says, there was something that was attached. It was latched onto you. He goes, it was looking at me, grinning, smiling over your left shoulder. Mm. And I was just like terrified, like just terrified at the fact that like he would say something like that. And then going back to that day in my room, when I saw something Mm -hmm. stand, like it just, I had that flashback that something like something has attached itself to me, like, mm-hmm. and it wasn't good. Um, and so, um, again, you know, I started attending church. I had gotten baptized, um, I'd gotten baptized and everything, but I just didn't feel like at, now that I'm like looking back at the past, I just don't feel like it was something right because it's like they say, watch who, you know, with the hands that pray for you, mm-hmm. because the fact that that pastor <laughs> knew that I was dating his son and he was still married and he put hands on me to want to baptize me. And I was just kind of like, eh, you know, but that was, I didn't know at the time. Um, but I have to say that, you know, it's, it's just been something is trying to pull itself away from me. And I feel like that's why it's part of not only my story, as far as like with my relationship with my ex-husband, my kids and spiritually, but first for, for a reason, I feel like that's why, um, feel like that's why things happen to me the way that they do. It's like constantly test after test after test, like something, 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 something is always coming up. Um, I, I think, I think, let, let, let me interrupt you on that. I think this is your job moment in life. We all go through it. We all have to go. We, we're going to be tested in every way. Because um, at the end, God wants you to lean on him. And even though we ne- we don't want to go through these storms, these tests, these fires, these, you know, um, just through the, the struggles in life, this is your job moment. 
like I was telling Tara before, and we went on live a couple of weeks ago or a week ago or something like that. And she's struggling right now too. And I told her, this is her job moment. This is where, 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 where each day we, we tend to look at things so far ahead that we forget about the now, the here. And if you take one day at a time, because remember, today is your promise, not tomorrow. So if you take care of today, tomorrow's another day you can, you, you can, you can be better at. Each day you make you 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 work and you work you work and you just pray to God that thank you for the for this opportunity just to be better and just to praise you in every way possible. So, you know, even Job went through it, and he went through it for a lot, probably a lot harder than we did. You know what I mean? So this is to me, I think this is your Job moment. I I I, I encourage you to keep getting into word and just keep praying and just continue um, praising God because I know God's going to let you, if he can get Job out of it, I guarantee you, he can get you out of it. So, you yeah. know, just stay, just stay uh, um, lifted and, and just, and it, it's, I, I know we all go through this stuff and, 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 you know, it, it's hard and I'm sorry that you, that you went through that, but you know, it, you know, God, God has a purpose for you, obviously. And, and he's, and he's working through you, you know, remember this is that the only scars in heaven are the one that the one is the one that's holding you. So we're going through this. Yeah. But there's not going to be no scars in heaven. The only one that was that, that has them is Jesus. That's it. So, so, you know, take one day at a time, you know, just, just keep staying in prayer. It, it it will work out the moment you realize that that i can enjoy this day tomorrow it's another it's, it has its own words of its own you know and then it, it makes it seem a lot more um easier life becomes more easier as you go i had to learn that i had to learn that in this season and i'm not gonna lie it's been it's been uh an uh it's it's been something encouraging and uplifting and i and i hope that that does that that really uh, sits in your mind that today's your promise and just, you know, but no, that, that, that's, I, I completely understand. And I, and I understand what you're talking about when, when you have something attached to you, I really do. That's an ugly feeling. It feels like it won't go away, but uh, what, what, what finally, what was the, the release of that once, what was the time that when, when all that kind of set away, or do you still feel it now? Sometimes I, I, I still feel it um, just because that, like, I, I feel like, I feel like I can just, I, like, I can never, I feel like I can never get out of troubled waters, basically. Like, um, you know, I, it's like the moment I start feeling good and healing and, and feel like I'm doing better for myself and my kids. Um, I mean, it's just like where I have just this good feeling. I feel like something comes and, and, you know, and happens, you know, for instance, you know, like, like I was saying, this guy that, you know, I was dating at that time, you know, I thought, oh, you know, pastor son, good guy, you know, whatever. Yeah, no. Um, and then after that, I got with uh, another guy who actually was this guy's cousin. It, 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 
It was whole weird. Other, whole another story. <laughs> it was weird, but he's the one, honestly, like him and I have been, it, that has been the relationship that has probably like lasted the longest. Um, me and him and I have known each other for what, eight years. Um, we're together for seven um, till this day, you know, he's like my best friend. Like, I mean, I love him so much just because he, I feel like he is the one that my boys, that's their dad. You know, he met them when they were like, what, four or five. My little one was like four or five. Um, no, he was four. And my oldest was like six. And now they're 11 and 14. So he's known them since they were little. Um, and he's always been there. I mean, donuts with dad at school, their father never showed, he did. Um, baseball games, they always were like, you know, wanting to have that dad rooting for them, wearing their, their he was there. I mean, mm -hmm. like sometimes like, you know, at the time, you know, cause him and I had broken up also, um, him and I had broken up back in like 2019, 2019, 2020, or like around that time. And, um, and I started just, you know, talking to another guy. So that was like guy number three. I feel like third time's a charm, right? Um, and no, that, that guy ended up being like a turd. I mean, him too comes out that he was married. I'm like, why? Like, I'm not understanding, like, why? Like, do I have like this freaking sign on my forehead that like says like, hey, like married men. Like, I, like it's like these men like flock to me and it's like, oh yeah, I'm single. Like, yeah, you know? And then it's like, here five six months down the road like yeah I'm, I'm married like and it's weird because they never they never give off that vibe like mm. they're available they call they text like it's like 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 as if there's no really you know what I mean like no les dan vergüenza like there's right. no embarrassment there to bring you around family mm -hmm. you know and I'm like how like is that like the thing now like our family's just not caring when they bring another woman around when they know damn well that they're married like I don't know it's just that's what I'm saying I feel like I can never you know and so when I left that I was like no done like I'm not putting myself through that again and then on top of that he was like a very big narcissist because he would always get mad like why is your ex there with your kids because he's pretty much like their father he's not biologically their father but he's the one that's there and he's always been there and you know and even he would tell me you know his name's junior and he would always tell me like he's like look I don't care who you date your life is your life but these are my boys the day a man can come to me and be like you know what I love their mother and I love the, these kids and I'm gonna be that he's like until that day comes I'm still gonna show up for these kids mm -hmm. he's like so so what's what's keeping you from reestablishing that relationship because it's like, sometimes I have to deal with the mom. Like the mom is very dependent with him where it's like, you know, she doesn't work, but she's married still, you know, her and her mm -hmm. husband are together, but it's always like, there's other siblings, but it's always pay my light, pay my this and do this. And I need help with yeah. that. And I need it. And it, like, 
like mom, that, what's, what's the word like mommy's kind of like yeah yeah but isn't that a discussion that he has to have with his mom saying hey you know what i'm in this relationship i need to be involved in this relationship especially if i'm gonna if this can be a potential wife you know i have to attend to her now i understand the bible says you know when you you know, leave your parents and then you become one with your wife. I get that. Uh, but in some aspects, you know, a guy has to learn how to move on away from being at home, away from the parents, not paying, you know, not doing all that stuff. And I get it. We have, we're mama's boys. And I, I am too. I love my mom to death, but I'm not going to go pay her bills. <laughs> She's a grown ass woman. She can that's do why, that herself. That's why Rob's still single because he, he can't let go of his mom. Oh uh, no, that, I don't pay her bills. Well, how is that? So, anyways, um, because they're your bills too. <laughs> no, my bills are here. She knows that. Um, but um, but but this is this is your time of singleness. You know, you you've been trying to figure that out on your own. I think that's the problem too, is that you're trying to do it on your own. And you know, you know, you gotta let God lead you. You, you gotta let God bring it and and be patient and. And one, one thing is that when we're working at, we're, we're trying to figure out our singleness is that one thing that God wants us to do is first rely on him. Yeah. Let him guide you. Yes. But also learn to love yourself. You got to learn to love yourself because if you learn to love yourself, you're going to be able to pour that love onto the next, the, the, the husband that's going to come into your life. And you'll be able to do the, the things that, that what you're meant to do for your husband, the vice versa. Would, so, you, would you say that you get easily attached to people, Reina? Yeah. I think like once, I guess like once I feel like I'm getting that same vibe back, like, you know, obviously like when you have that talk with someone, when y'all start talking, it's like, like, you know, I'm not going to entertain anyone else. Like, if you want me, I want you kind of thing. Like if it's an yeah. even exchange thing, like that's kind of where I, you know, it's like, it's the focus is just on you. I think, like, I think the best thing for you to do, I think the best thing for you to do is learn to be friends first with them before to even get into something else like that. Because what, what happens is that, that you try to jump into that relationship and it doesn't pan out the way you want it to. So I think the best thing for you to do is just be friends. You want to hang out? All right, cool. But that's all we're going to do. We're not going to do anything. I'm not going to entertain you like that. We're going to go hang out. We'll go eat, whatever. That's cool. You want to hang out to the parties? That's cool. But we're just friends. Because I think once you start learning to establish that friendship, because remember, when that, when that relationship comes into play, that's your best friend. That's, that's, the, uh, that's, what you're, that's what they're applying for, to be your best friend. So yeah. I think that See, this that's is your- kind of where y'all have that. So you know how y'all have that discussion, you know? <laughs> Where it's like, you know, and I think we talked about this one time and, and, and we were with, uh, I think it was both of y'all talking on the subject. And I was like making comments on TikTok because it oh, was boy. like about the, it was about like the whole thing with women. Like we need to stop being so like, I don't need, I don't need nobody. I don't need. Right. Okay. Now when I am like that and just trying to be friends and trying to like, you know, like, yeah, no, you know, I, I got it. Like, yeah, I do this on my own. Yeah, you know, I, I pay my own bills. Yeah, I have my own car. I have my own place. Like, it's like, like, oh, okay. You know, it's like, they know that they know I don't need it that like, I don't need them in that way. 
but then it's also they're the type of people where it's just kind of like well damn I can't help pay this or I can't do that I can't take you out because you're so independent and then you know it's like you're not trying to like give it up and I'm like no I mean and then that's when it becomes like oh you're playing hard to get or oh you're just being a tease or oh you're I'm like I'm setting my boundaries like no no no, and that's and you should set your boundaries and that's fine for a guy is that they don't they don't care how how much success you have really they don't guys mostly don't care uh, care how much money you have if you have a big house if you have like no that's not that's if you're all we care about if you're willing to love us for who we are support us and honor us as men and respect us. Yeah. That's that's basically it. Because we can care. We can go, we can go, we can go out with any type of women, a woman that she could be working at Wendy's if all I care. You know? But we we don't care about that. What we care is if you love us the way you're supposed to love us, but also that take care of us, you know, and 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 because remember, we can buy you a house, but are you gonna make it at home? Mm-hmm. we can buy you all the groceries you want but are you going to make it a, out of make a meal out of it you know she, we can is, is she going to make us a sandwich <laughs> yeah you want us to we'll, we'll, we can do all this stuff and yeah you have you have all these uh uh um uh, these criterias that you want out of a man and that's great there's nothing wrong with that so, so does guys guys want uh, you know guys want certain criterias too but what what for us, we don't need all that, the, the, the money. We can care how much success you have. It doesn't matter to us. You know, as long as you're there, you're going to be loyal and, and, and supportive and, and just love us. That goes a long way for us. You'd be surprised. Before, but, but, then, but, but then you get that thing. Okay. Like, it's like how some guys, you know, what, what's, what's one of the words? It's like, don't, don't play wife if you don't have the ring. So it's kind of like, I'm stuck in this in this way of thinking to where I'm like it's like okay don't be too independent and let the man be the man but then again you have to be like it's like you have to be hard enough to like be independent mm-hmm. and be on your own but then you still have to be submit like it, it's just no it's, no I know so I understand cool. what you're saying but but you like, have yeah. to be, you, this is why I say date with purpose Date with purpose, but don't jump into a real, don't go out dating and dating and dating and dating because you know what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting, you're, you're practicing basically for divorce because you can easily get out of a relationship when you're dating. In a marriage, you can't really do that. So for, for, for what I'm saying is, is yeah, do you work on you and your singleness? But if a guy comes in, you know, don't jump into a relationship right away. Just say, hey, you know, we're just going to be friends because I want to I want to see if you're going to be willing to be my best friend. If you're not, then I don't I, there's no there's really nothing else for me to do with you. Rob and I also had the conversation about like roles in a relationship. Yeah. And, like- and 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 him and I disagreed for the most part, just like we always do, because it's yeah, we could buy the house and oh, like, can you make it at home? No, we're going to make that at home. I have to do my part as well. I could buy the groceries, but I'm going to help prepare that meal. You know, it, it's not just on you. It's not just on me. The, the times have changed where I'm going to go to work and you're going to stay home and you're going to cook me my meal. And you're going to do Times have changed, you know, <clears throat> now just with the divorce rate being so high, it's more critical now to be a team where you're going to do your part. I'm going to do my part. And when I can't do my part, you're going to help me. You're going to help me. And when you can't do yours, I'm going to pick up the slack. Mm-hmm. And before my current relationship, 
I was single for almost two years and I really didn't date. I didn't really do anything. It was just my boy, my boy, my boy. That was my main purpose in life because before that, because before that, it was like I needed, like I needed to be with someone. I needed that. And I knew like that wasn't healthy. And it's when I lost that mindset to where like, I don't need anybody. I don't need anybody. So when I met my current girlfriend, you make it known, like, you know, like right now, like, I don't need you. Just know I want you. And then as the years progress, you're like, wow, I never knew that I actually did need you. But it's just that you, you go through life and, and you have to make sure that you know that, that you're going to be okay by yourself, that I don't just need to go jump into anything or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's Rob and I do agree on that where that's where you, you be okay with your singleness because you know, like, I don't, I don't need anybody. I would want someone, the right someone, but I don't need them. You know, I, I don't need them to function. I don't need that. And of course, as time progresses, you're just like, Oh, wow, we need each other more, more than we thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to go back to your, to your story, I mean, like that should give me goosebumps because I, I've been there where I've been in my, you know, before my current girlfriend, before, you know, we're expecting now, but when it was just me and my boy and when my boy would be with his mom and I'm by myself, that is like the most lonely I've ever been in my life. And you can go to the gym, you can go do this, you can go do that, but nothing will fill that void as you know, when he's there with you and for you to like, hear your, your kid, you know, like, Oh, like my, my, my kids saved my life. I feel that too, because I don't know where I would be without my kids. Like, I have no idea where I would be. Obviously this wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here right now. And, you know, like I relate to that so much because I, I, I preach that. I really feel like my boy saved my life. I, I think, I, I think I'm a little different because I, I don't have, I didn't look at it that way. Um, don't get me wrong. I love my son as much as I, very much, but I, I, I never looked at as a person to save my life. I always knew because I've always knew that, and not everybody's this way. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm just different is that I knew that I needed to put my faith in and, and, and submit myself to God. That was my number one thing. And I knew that God brought you your I, boy. Bro, God, God brought me God my brought boy, you your boy for a purpose. And, and, and oh no, and, but that's and, that. Yeah, that's fine. That, that, and, which, that is true. But and there's, no, and there's to, not a day, there's not a day that goes by that. I don't thank God for my little boy. And if God didn't give my little boy, I'm, I'm really not here right now. I, I truly, truly believe that. And, and Rob, you, you, you focus on, you know, you work for today, you work for today, you work today, today, today. And I believe that, tomorrow. you know, I believe that, but I believe that you're working today for your son or for your kids tomorrow. That's why you're working right now. You work for the generation of, uh, for the, for the, for your next generation. That's what the Bible talks about too. You know, you, uh, you know, things that you do now will be passed on to your, 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 to the next generation, to your kids, to your next generation, and even to their grandkids maybe. So yeah, you're, you are doing that, but what happens is that you, so we tend to get so focused on there, 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 and you forget about here. And we've talked about this is that we get so stressed out because of there. I'm working for his or for there. There. Well, yeah, yeah, but the thing is, is that we get. If so you're good with out, English, that makes sense. We, we, I'm we working get, for there, there. 
Yeah, but what the thing is is that what comes along when you're trying to focus on there and you're trying to get there, you get future, stressed out. A, a future you know, for them. I know, but yeah, but you get stressed out. You get anxiety. You get because tomorrow's never promised, and we've said that many times. We live. We have to live for today because today is the promise. So, like, the, like, like, like the, the Lord's prayer. You know, you know, give us our daily bread, not tomorrow's bread, not not next week's, not next month's, not next year's, but today, our daily's bread. So we have to focus on today in order for us to get it there. I'm saving my piece so of bread. We for focus him. on here. Even, even. Even the Israelites saved the, the piece of bread for the manna. And what happened? It got spoiled. It got rotten. Work on today, bro. Work on today. That's the thing is that each day is a blessing. Each day is the gift. When you learn to work on today, trust me, tomorrow will be maybe a lot easier. Yeah, you may have to go through a storm here and there. But, hey, you'll be a lot better off if you can work on today for tomorrow. So, Reyna, when you when you put the gun down, and you went to your kid's room and you saw them sleeping that first hug that you got from them after they woke up or maybe you hugged them while they were asleep but that first hug that that they gave you after that happened what did that feel like it it pretty much felt like like that's it like this life isn't yours anymore you're like it made me realize that i was being selfish because i was just trying to live my life for me because it was like Oh, things weren't going my way. The fact that I'm hurt because their dad did this. Like mm -hmm. when I hugged them, it's almost like it was like, it was almost like a, a piece of me transferred into him. It was like, 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 what are you doing? You're a mom now. Like, mm -hmm. like this, this world, you, you were so used to just living for yourself every day. You know, it's like, you know, you were young, you, you had your own little worries. You went and made your little paycheck. Like, it's like, I was living for me. I don't think I had actually grasped the real, I don't think I grasped, grasped reality, I guess. So when I, when I hugged him and I kissed him and I just, I felt his skin on my skin, like his cheek on my cheek. And I just, I felt him. It was like, I created this heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And if something happens to me, like, it's almost like, you know, what am I doing? What, like, what am I doing? You know, it, it's just, he knows those boys there know what my heart sounds like in the inside because they yep. came from me. Yep. They are, a, they are my heart walking outside of my body. And it was almost like, it was just, it was just like a, it was a selfish thing. Like, I, I feel like I just, it, it was an awakening for me to just be like, you know, these are humans. These are, this, this isn't like a little cute puppy that you can just, you know, no, like these are little babies. These are humans. These were gifts given to me. And it's my job now to make sure that I provide for them. Mm -hmm. um, regardless. I mean, cause like I said, I, I have my own trauma from, you know, when I was little, you know, um, my parents divorced when I was just what, like seven, I was caught in the middle of their drama. I saw my mom being unfaithful to my dad. My dad was a hard worker. He worked nights, worked 12 hour shifts. My mom, you know, would like, we'd go out with this guy that it was a friend, but I would see these things happen. I'd see her kiss him. I'd see her do all these things. And it was just like, 
she taught me how to lie. And this is a, mo a mother teaching her daughter how to lie because my dad, you know, at the time that we didn't have the cell phones, you know, and my dad would call the house phone and it was just, you know, we weren't there. No one would answer. So next morning he'd come home seven in the morning to take us to school. And it was like, what did y'all do yesterday? And of course my mom had to pretty much prep me on what to say. Just tell them we went to your madrina's house or, you know, this guy would buy us gifts or buy me gifts and my mom gifts. And it was like, I'd have to explain certain toys that I had to my dad. Like, he'd be like, where'd you get this from? I'm like, oh, um, uh, the neighbor gave it. To, like, I mean, there was just things like that, that my mom like coached me into lying. And it was just so confusing as a child. I mean, you imagine being seven years old and it was like getting my butt whooped <laughs> and, you know, being getting my butt whooped for lying, but then still being taught to lie. Like, it was like, I, I could only lie when it was convenient for my mom. It was like, don't lie if you didn't eat your food or if you did this, you know, because like, yeah. you know, but then it was like, oh, but with your dad, like, no, don't tell him this. Don't tell him we went here. You know, like it was just a bunch of stuff like that, you know, um, getting caught in the middle of their whole issue and, and, and divorce, nasty divorce, like to the point to where it was just recently, I think, that I finally had a breakdown with my mom. Um, we cried in the car going to Michael's to go to this craft store. And I just, I don't know, I just like, we had that moment and I told her everything and she just apologized. And she was just like, that that's, that that's why she tries so hard to be a better grandmother to my boys because she is starting to feel the karma, I guess, of what she did with me when I was younger, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then pretty much just the fact that the reason, so the reason I felt like with this whole attack that I had like spiritually feeling that, that latch onto me is because my family on my mom's side comes from brujeria, you know, like mm -hmm. they were just really big on that. Um, and my mom actually like, and, and, I, and honestly, I was involved in it too. Um, I was always curious, you know, I was always very curious about things. Um, I would go to like palm readers and these psychic mediums and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I remember going to one when I was probably about, I would say about 17, 18 years old, I think. And this woman told me that I needed to talk to my mom because I was passed down a generational curse. And she told me, she says, talk to your mom about um, finding, about her finding a black rooster with his head cut off and his body buried in the ground with the feet hanging up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. Like, I didn't know what it meant, obviously at that time, you know, you're young and you're just being curious with stuff, not even knowing what, what kind of stuff you're getting into. And I remember I talked to my mom and I told her, I was like, hey, you know, did you happen to find something? And then she just like looked at me and just like, did your dad tell you? I said, dad didn't tell me anything. She's like, how do you know? And I told her and then she goes, yeah. She says, your dad found it. He was raking one day when, you know, we had just moved into this house and, you know, he was raking outside and you were about a year old and he found this rooster. She goes, and I knew what it was, but I didn't want to tell your dad. She goes, so later that night when he went to work, she said, I went and I looked around the, the, 
patio, like the, we have like this, like walking out, like walking deck or whatever. She's like, I went to go look and I found a sock buried by the door with like hair and some herbs and stuff. It was in a white sock, tube sock, and it was tied. And she told me, she's like, it, that, it was a form of like a curse. Mm-hmm. And that woman had told me that, you know, it was initially supposed to attack my mom, but because I'm her firstborn child, that it comes to me and that I needed to break this. Yeah. That I needed to break the curse and I needed to do this and that or whatever and get a limpiada or what are those called? The limpiadas and all that. And, and I, one day I did it. The lady told me what to do and everything. And I did it again. I'm young. I, I didn't know. I was just like freaked out. And I was like, oh my God, I need to, I need to get this off of me, you know? Uh-huh. And I did it. And um, then after that, so my mom, she goes, I want to go to this lady. Cause I need to see too, like what's going on. And, and me and my mom were going, like we were both involved in it, you know? And I, I had actually, when that had happened, when I was dating that pastor, that pastor's son, when I was young, I had made a pentagram on my floor. Um, at that time, you know, Sabrina and the teenage witch was famous and stuff like mm-hmm. that, right? Um, so my my dumbass, you know, here I am thinking I'm summoning these, you know, friendly stuff that I see on Sabrina the teenage witch. Mm-hmm. And um, well, that day, um, that day when I had had that that pastor that was telling me what I had latched on, that day, that pentagram showed up on my floor when I moved my carpet because that pastor had told me that I needed to take everything and anything that is considered demonic out of my room. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have like, I used to have like, like tarot stuff. I used to have candles. I used to have, I had a biography book of Satan just because I was always very curious with like who he was. Like I knew the Bible was real, but I was always curious about who the devil was who who's who's this lucifer guy who's who's this you know lucy um, <laughs> yeah like i i had stuff like that i mean i've never really talked about stuff like this because like i said it's almost like it's part of my story but it's testimony too and i remember that book i mm-hmm. burned it because he told me to burn everything we started up the fire pit outside like the little like the little pit thing that we have and i i promise you it even freaked this guy out that I was dating because when it got time to burn that book, that book wouldn't burn. It would it wouldn't burn. Mm-hmm. And we were pouring more, you know, lighter fluid on it, and that book would not burn. Um, and not until um, we had one of the pastor guys come over, and he was praying during the time of the fire, like when we were trying to burn it he was praying and he was there. He was a witness to it. That once that book finally started burning, when we were praying, Mm -hmm. you could hear dogs in the neighborhood were just howling. Like Mm -hmm. it, like when I tell you that I am a God fearing woman, I am a God fearing woman just because Mm -hmm. I have seen a lot of, you know, things that have been shown to me, told to me that I've gone through myself. Like there's, there is that bad out there yeah. there truly is and that's coming from somebody who wasn't really all into church I was I was raised Catholic and it's just it was never really my thing you know mm-hmm. until I started going to Christian churches and really kind of getting a better understanding of things and when I started putting two and two together of stuff that happened 
happened in my life and things that I've seen and witnessed, it was like, like, just like, wow, it was just a big eye opener mm-hmm. with everything. So one thing, one thing I, uh, I see, which you talked to you about talking about your testimony is that, you know, God allowed that to happen is because you needed to know that he was real because if that was real, you know, he's bigger, he's real, you know, and he needed you to come through. He needed you to come crawl into him because he's the only one that can break those chains. You know, we get so bound up in all the crap in this world. We get so bound up in all the, 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 the stupidity, the negativity, even the, the, you know, I've, I've seen that type of stuff. Not to the extent that you have, but I'll tell you what, man, when I seen that boy that I lay into that person, I kid you not, because they knew better. And, and, and it was a family member and I rebuked her for it. And she was, she, I scared the living crap out of her. And she, I told her, don't ever, I don't want that around me. I will not come over here ever again, because that, that crap can follow you around. It was, I'm, I'm, I will not do that, but you know, God, God, you know, God, God's grace is so good that, that, you know, despite what you went through, he's always, he's always knocking. He's always knocking on the door of your heart. He's always asking, he's like, Hey, I'm right here. All you gotta do is turn around. You know, that's why I said the other day, you know, we, we, we call out God's name and without even us noticing, I heard that. realizing you know, we call God's yeah. name without even realizing I am sad. I, I, I'm depressed. I'm lost. I'm hurt. And then, you know, when you go back to Exodus and you talk about who, when, when Moses asked the Israelites, you know, you know, who, when they ask who, 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 who sent me, tell them I did. My name's I am. I am. And it's fun. It's funny when, when I seen that for, for the first time and, it, and, and being, it was a whole change of thought, how I see how the way I talk, how I think, and it, it, it brought a whole different meaning on, on the way I see life, the way we, we didn't even realize, I, I didn't even realize that. And I know you've done, you've done that many times probably, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that you were calling out to God the whole entire time and he was saying, right, I'm right there. I'm right here. It was just waiting for you. It was just waiting for you. And, and, and I think, I think now that you're that, that you have an understanding and, and God's really shown you, you know, I think, you know, God's preparing you for something big. He's preparing. And, and not just for this testimony, but your testimony is still, to, uh, is still being told. So prepare yourself because you may be leading something. And, and, and I think this could be a, a pinnacle point of in your life you know, hey, I'm finally talking about it. I'm finally talking about my testimony. I'm finally I'm letting the story out because I may maybe someone I may help someone else that's going through the same crap, the same things, the same storms, the same pit, the same fires that I'm going through. It may help her out. It might it might help him out. He might See, he that, might go ahead. That's why it tugs at me though. Like it's always like I'm, I'm, I'm at that borderline because again, going back to my story with my ex-husband, that woman that he's with now, it's always like, you know, and, and I know I shouldn't be this way, but like, you know, she always, I felt like she always hide behind religion. It was always like, you know, 
well, I'm a Christian and I this and I that and like, oh, you need to be a better person and let him see his kids and let him do this and let him be mm-hmm. like she hid behind this religion, this this facade, you know, to where he would be like, hey, I want the boys to come with me to church to Lakewood and see Joel Osteen. And, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but that's just a motivational speaker. I mean, he to me, he is not a real <laughs> pastor. That's just my opinion. I don't feel uh, he's a real pastor. He's just like a motivational uh, type person. Prosperity um, gospel stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I always just felt like, you know, again, and I think I've talked to you about it, how I always feel like, you know, people just hide behind this facade of religion. Like, you know, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I go to church and I'm a Christian and I'm a this and I'm a that. But then it's that, like, it, it, that, that, yeah. I that. mean, I'm at least I'm I'm a sinner. I can tell you, I'm a sinner. You know, mm-hmm. I can tell you, I'm a Christian. I'm not a perfect Christian. I because mm-hmm. I probably still do things that I should not do. That's not the Christian way. Mm-hmm. But all I know is that I know where my heart is. At the end of the day, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be fake. I'm not gonna put this 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 fake show or this facade on me to be like oh I want you to like me so I'm gonna I'm gonna go about things this way just so that way you know you'll like me or you'll mm-hmm. I, I mean I don't know I just I feel like I'm as real as they come you get what you get I mean yes but I you but, but you acknowledged it you acknowledge the fact that you're not perfect I'm not you 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 you, you need Christ you you need uh, I, I say that all the time and I even talk about with with with, with uh I, I, I am not perfect by no means. I try to be the example because that's what we're supposed to be, but I'm not, I'm not gonna, because I have to learn to talk to talk and walk the walk. That's that. And be that, and I always say this, be, be that light in the darkness. It's not easy. It's very difficult, but it's an everyday process. It's an everyday it, it, uh, uh, conversation with God. It's an everyday um, developing, you know, your faith because it, it, it's not easy, especially when you're getting tested, especially when you're getting tested. And, and, you know, and the fact that you actually can acknowledge that, hey, you know what? Huh, I'm not perfect, yo. I need God more than ever. I can go to church all I want, but I still, I, I'm, I still doesn't mean that I'm perfect. Doesn't mean that I, just because I, you, you think I'm, I'm a church going person that I'm righteous. No, I go, no, I've, I fail daily. I, I, I don't, I can't, it's hard for me. I, I, I can, I can walk down the street and all of a sudden see a beautiful woman and think something totally, you know, bad about her. I'm like, huh. And I'm like, dang it. Or, you know or, what I mean? Or while you're watching the silhouette challenge. It doesn't <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't matter. It's like, it's like we all fall. But by God's grace, you know, he still holds on to us and he still asks us, he, he, he doesn't, he doesn't turn away. But see, that's the thing is that people think that, that for us not coming to him, for us not wanting, wanting to, to, to have that relationship with him, that he's always going to be there because that time could be up one day and he may not be. And you're going to think that you have all the time in the world and in reality, you don't. The time you have is today. And that was one thing that I'm so, I, I, I preach on is that, you know, live, the, live for the day. Yeah, we have our tomorrows, but you know what? Today's the day. Today's your promise. Today's the gift, you know? So because tomorrow, tomorrow you don't know if you're going to wake up in the morning. 
Yeah. And honestly, like I do feel, you know, cause like my dad had had a stroke back in what, mm-hmm. 2020 in November. And I like, I can't tell you how much I prayed. I cried and I prayed. I was like, God, I'm not ready. Like, you know, he's the only man in my life, you know, like that I have, you know, mm-hmm. like he's, that hasn't not, let you down. Yeah. Like I can't, like, I'm not ready for this. I'm not like, mm-hmm. I'm not ready to be by myself. You know, I'm, I'm so, I'm, I don't want to say I'm dependent on my dad. Like it, not in that way. I'm dependent on my dad when it comes down to, I mean, I'm 33 years old and I can still run to my dad if I go through a heartbreak, you know, mm-hmm. and he'll hug me and just, you know, me hi, it's okay. Like, you know, like, I don't know. It's just like, I know that, I, that that's like the man that I have that I can cry to that. I'm so just maybe, like so, so maybe God put that man in your life to be the example of what your future husband should be. Look at it that way. Because if that's, if, if that's, you're saying that he's the, he, he's the one that never lets you down. He's the example, the prime example of how a man should be. Use those standards. When you find those, when you see that, I think it's going to go a long way for you. Lena. And, and I think God's already prepping you in so many ways and, and showing you so many, a uh, 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 standard that, that you can go off of. You just have to make sure that you're going to be okay in the meantime, you know, not, not go and try to force those traits on anyone. Oh, like this guy watches TV. Like my dad, I I think we found him, right? (laughs) You you know, you're going to have to be patient with it because you never know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You just don't know when, you know? So in the meantime, just be patient, you know, focus on your kids, focus on God, focus on your faith. And in the end, it, it, it'll all work out. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm very, I know, I know this, this story probably took so many, like, I, I was like on so many different areas of my yeah. life, but it's, it's just, fine. it all pretty much, just, you know, it all comes together. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it does, like, there's just so much that was presented to me so early on in life that I felt like I was kind of robbed from my childhood in a way, like. To to a certain point, just because it was just always having to fend for myself, or you know, I mean, um, especially like with my mom. Like, I think that that's one thing, and I've told her, and she knows that that I don't I don't want to be like that. You know, I mean, I till you know the day that I I spoke with her because a guy she was dating was a drunk. I was sixteen, and he came into my room. I was sexually assaulted, and she called me out of my name. Like I was, I was the bitch. I was, Oh, why are you wearing a little tank top? Why are you doing, why are you wearing? I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm in my house. I I didn't know you were going to go pick up this drunk at 3 AM because he couldn't drive. Like I was, I went to bed peacefully in my bed, in my room, you know, it was just my brother, me and my mom. And then all of a sudden waking up to somebody in my bed you know mm-hmm. and it was just like it was traumatizing and the fact that like my mom didn't have my back you know yeah. and and this happened when I was 16 I probably told my dad about it what when I was you know I want to say like maybe five years ago I just barely told my dad because that day she kicked me out of the house it was a school day um I came walking the good thing with my dad is that my dad um 
when they got divorced, he found a house like right on the next block. So like, <laughs> he's like in walking distance. Um, I walked in the middle of the night. I walked over here to his house. He was at work. He worked nights and I slept on a hammock in the backyard. He got home. He saw me there and he was like, what are you like? What are you doing here? And he's like, what happened? And I lied. Of course, you know, I was just like, oh, it's just because me and mom got in a fight. He's like, well, you need to go to school. Like, come on, you know? And, and I, you know, so I always, I, I held on to that. I, I, I did. Mm -hmm. I held on to a lot of stuff and not until like I was older, I told him what happened and he cried with me. I mean, I, like I said, I've, I've, I've had so many things happen to where like, it's not until now as an adult, I feel okay to say things and express it and let it out. And just, you know, I, I had this little moment with my mom. I had this moment with my dad, like mm -hmm. it just felt good to finally release it, you know, mm -hmm. um, now going through this, like, you know, their dad, like I said, they're, they're my kid's dad. You know, I, I try to get along with that man, you know, and, and basically the moral of the story with him is he hasn't changed. Not that, not that I want him to, for any like relationship reason, it's just as a man, I wanted him to really like understand what he's doing to his kids. And mm -hmm. he just is not, he's not all here. Like, he's just not, you know, if anything, he blames me. Mm -hmm. I mean, there've been times where he's been drunk. And he texts me at like two, three in the morning, like, hey, if you just, you know, leave her completely, um, you know, and I'll leave her and, and we can work things out. I'm like, I'm not boy, like, get out of here. Like, that was like, so 10 years ago, like, you know, it, it's just things like that, that it's just, he still has like this child mentality. He's just so immature. And, you know, and, you know, and he just, my kids had a baseball game two weeks ago, two weekends, two Saturdays ago, my kids had a baseball game. And um, he showed up, he showed up, he for once showed up to the game and here came his wife, you know, she came and she stayed off to the side. And one thing I cannot understand that I wished, and I, if you, and I chime in please, cause I need a man's opinion, but I do not understand how a woman gets with a man that knows he has kids. So she knew she came into a married man's, you know, marriage like she knew she came in between something and just doesn't care like just it's just all about her and her kid like you know don't like treats my kids like crap you know like I said she showed up to the game but she's like literally like in the back behind a tree just like off to the side just just sitting there just you know whatever mm -hmm. and I'm like what the heck well anyway the thing with that and I never understood but anyway he so my ex-husband told um, told her, you know, that my, the guy I was dating, um, well, I guess my family calls him my boyfriend because we don't really tell the family what's going on between us that they see us together. They see us together. Um, but, um, he was talking to him and he was just like, man, dude, guess what? Yeah. My girl, my wife, she's about to give birth any day now and blah, blah, blah. And I'm having a son. And he, you know, junior's just like, okay man like that's cool like congratulations you know he's like yeah dude I don't know what I'm gonna do like my world's about to change completely he's like because I have a boy and he just looks at him and he's like dude didn't your life change the moment you had these two boys that you're here oh yeah man yeah but you know you're cool you're cool like I know they got you mm. and he was just like 
it just, it, it, it baffled his mind that he, you know, and I told him, I was like, you know, I said, that's the only reason why he's shitting bricks right now about having this kid because he knows that he's not worried about these boys. My boys, he's not worried about one because they know they have a badass mom because nothing has ever like my, like, how do you say it in English? Like, no les falta nada. Like, doesn't they don't worry about anything they don't worry about anything i provide food clothes shelter you know phones like if i can do it i buy it for them you know mm -hmm. xboxes whatever like it, if mom can do it i i get it for them yeah. call them spoiled but it's just because i don't ever want my kids to feel like well i can't get this because mom's by herself and you know like nobody you know no like if i can i'll work my butt off to earn that money or whatever and I buy them that you know surprise them at Christmas birthdays whatever um but it's like I told him I said they know that their mom is taking care of them he don't pay child support he don't do nothing so he knows that they're well taken care of and then the fact that they he knows that they have him as like stepdad like to be there he's not worried about it like mm -hmm. and I just don't understand like and I think that's what hurts my sons because they're just kind of like you know, he, he posted all on his Snapchat as if my kids aren't going to see it. And he's like, oh, this is my pride and joy, guys. Look, my son was born and now I got to be a dad and I got to step up and he's going to he's going to be the, 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 the new, you know, whatever. like, I mean, he just was like hyping this baby up, which is great. But my thing is just like these kids are seeing it. Your sons are seeing it. And, and it's like you don't even acknowledge them like that. Like you mm -hmm. make no comments like hey, son, I'm proud of you. Or, hey, son, like, uh, you know, you know, I'm going to go to your game or I'm going to make an effort to do this for you. Like, he just doesn't do anything. And I mm -hmm. think that's why yesterday, like, they were pretty, like, they were pretty bummed out about it. Like, they were just like, like, my little one kind of was just like, I don't care, mom. I don't care. Like, he can do whatever he, I don't care. And I mean, to the point to where I know my son is that hurt because he's like, I don't care if he dies tomorrow, mom. I don't care. I'm like, Aaron, like, don't, don't say that. Like, mm -hmm. do not say that. Mm -hmm. And he's like, it's true. It's true. I don't care. And I'm like, I think, I think well, for, at some point as parents, when, when you're on that end right there, where you're saying, where you're talking about that, you know, the kids are saying certain things, you know, we have to reassure them that even though they see something that they shouldn't see or hear something that they, they shouldn't hear that, at the end of the day, that's your dad. He still loves you. He may not show it, but he still loves you. And you have to understand and respect the fact that that is your dad. That is, uh, trust me, I've had issues with my dad, but you know what? Even though we did, I still love my dad. I may not like certain things that he's done, but I have to honor and respect him for the fact that he is my parent. He is my dad. My dad. You know, same thing, you know, I, I feel like once, once uh, to that point where, where, you know, you have to tell me, you know, this, this is your dad. Remember that, that you have to have respect for him. I go, even though he, he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, I get it. But he still is your dad, despite what he's doing, you know, but I think that's one thing that as parents, we have to reassure them that, hey, you know what, he still loves you, despite what he's doing. He still loves, he'll come around. Don't worry. You know, yeah. even though if he I, doesn't. <laughs> I think that's the good thing that junior does that junior tells him the same thing you know i mean junior's just like hey that's still your dad man like 
you know, show respect, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, he doesn't deserve it, but you know, like he, he could be like these other toxic men out here that like, yeah. just, you know, that always want to fight, you know, like, and he's not like, if mm-hmm. anything, you know, he showed up last Sunday, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before Easter, he showed up at the park because my oldest was with him and uh, he came and dropped him off because we we're having Sunday fun day at the park and we we're playing kickball there you go. and here he came and he's just like drunk of course drunk and was like hey i want to play i want to play and i'm like okay and i didn't want to because i was pissed off at the fact that i found out that he was drinking and driving when he came to drop my son off Mm. and so junior's like just be quiet he's like just be quiet and i was like no i was like i don't want him here he needs to go he's like let him play so he can at least you know wear off some of that alcohol because he's gonna go drive and of course i know like being prior ex-law enforcement i like it's always unfair that the drunk people never die. Not that I'm saying I want him to, but it's just in situations like that, the drunk drivers always end up being the one surviving and killing someone else. Mm-hmm. So he's like, let him stay and play and, you know, just let him wear that off so he can get home. I'm like, all right, fine. And so we let him play. The kids saw, and, you know, he was there for a while and, you know, and, and that kind of like, I guess that kind of like helped him, I guess, in a way, yeah. um, but it's just, it's just a lot. Like, it's just a lot. I I really don't like to associate myself with him. Um, That's why the kids have their own phones. I mean, not even the grandparents on that side, like, don't look for them. Like, it's just like, they're just like, like they don't exist, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot to take in and I'm trying by myself. (laughs) But like I said, that as far as like, why the relationship with junior, it's just, it's hard because the mom it's hard I know y'all told me but yeah it's not like that with him with him like he's very like like I don't even touch that subject with his mom whenever like I don't agree with certain things because he gets real defensive and I'm like that's all right Mm -hmm. cool like you handle that over there like I don't I don't say anything I mean he's a good guy you know he's he's not a social media freak and you know he's not about you know he's like I have that trust with him you know, yeah. I never doubted him whenever, you know, we were dating. Like I never doubted him. He was never sneaky about his phone. He was never like, who's, who you texting or who you like, you know, I mean, he's, he's a very chill guy and very respectful. Right. Um, my family loves him, but it's just like, there's, there's little things that relationship wise just do not like, we don't Mesh. clash <clears throat> clash too much. Well. So, we can hear your kids, so I think they are ready for the mom <laughs> to go back, get back. They to don't want to go to sleep. <laughs> well, it's bedtime. So, Reina, wish we could keep on going, but we are well over the hour here. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you would like to mention that you'd like to note? Any last words? No, I think now that you guys pretty much like I've you know, kind of said a little bit of everything. I mean, like I said, I know it's a little bit all over the place, but you know, I trust you guys and I, I value you guys' opinions because sometimes I don't agree with one or the other, but like I mostly, mostly the other. (laughs) No, I agree with some of your stuff too. There was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff that I'd agree more with you because I'm just like, "Mm," like, but I have my reasons, but no, um, now that y'all know, and I'm sure other people might hear it, I hope it encourages them, you know, and, and just to know that they're not alone. 
And I know I can always reach out to you guys. So if I have anything, I'm open to, to any suggestions, which, advice. Which one thing, yeah. So which one thing I, I have to admire with you, Rena, is that, that especially on my TikToks, you know, when you come on my lives, you know, people talk and have uh, issues or they ask for prayer and, and support and just someone to talk to you. One thing I have to say is that, and I will acknowledge this, is that you've come through. When you've at, when people want to talk to you, that they've they've reached out to you, DM you, give you your phone number, whatever it is, and they've I don't know if they actually you know if you had that conversation with them. I know that you've reached out to them yeah. on the chat, but we have. I have I have to commend you on that because there's a lot of times where I'm like I I there's certain things I don't know, especially in a, in a woman's standpoint. I'm like okay, I only can go off of what a guy's point of view, but also what the word of God says and all this, but you've come through to that aspect where, Hey, you know what? Hey, I, I I'm here. If you want to talk, you know, if, you, if you're going through this, you know, I I'm going through this experience, you know, I'm, I'm will, willing to listen. I have yeah. to thank you for that because uh, there's a lot of things I'm like, wow, okay, that's good. And that's what is encouraging. And that one thing that's, that's always, I always have that on my lives where I, I, I want people to be supportive and be positive and, and uplift each other and, and just, um, show love to each other and, and just have that community of, Hey, you know what? I am here for you. And, and you've been that to the full extent. And I am really appreciative of what you've done. Thank you for that. Um, again, you know, God ain't done with you yet. Your story is still being told your toast, your testimony is still being told. And it's going to be a triumphant day to the day where you're going to say, hey, God released, Jesus released these chains when I was in the dang darkness when God, when the devils were surrounding me. And he just came in with a bright light and said, hey, I need you. So thank you. Thank you for your testimony. Thank you for your story. I hope it uplifts someone out there and, and just, and, you know, maybe they can talk about their story and, and say, Hey, you know what? I heard Raina's and I want to, I want to talk about mine and opens, you know, opens that door for them. So thank you. God bless you. <laughs> if, if, if someone would like to reach out to you, what's the best method of contacting you? Um, let's see. I think a lot, mostly um, my Instagram, I think um, because Facebook, I'm not really, I, I'm on and off of that, but my Instagram, I don't know it off the top of my head. So I'll have to probably throw a link or something on there. Because if you're on my live, she's <laughs> always on there and she pops up. Or TikTok. Go to her. There's my TikTok yeah. right there. <laughs> I think TikTok is what, like just Raina, it's like Raina, Raina G88, Raina G. I think. But so, yeah, I mean, I am, I just, you know, I don't want people, I, I know what it feels like to not have anybody. And I just don't want anybody to feel like that. Like nobody cares, especially when people are on the live and are trying to get advice or anything. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, my DMs are, I've always left my DMs open for both yeah. Instagram and TikTok. So, yeah, you know, yeah, you can definitely look for me there. If you need a shoulder an ear advice, gotcha. it's, it's there. Gotcha. Well, I'll post your, I'll post your handle on our Instagram when we post a trailer for this episode coming out. So, Go to the dead end boy on Instagram. He'll go ahead and find her handle there. You see, she's wearing the <laughs> shirt there. You can get your shirt. Just DM me on Instagram or any other social media platforms. <laughs> Rob, where can they find you? You can get my merch. The new merch is coming out probably in a week. 
I got new stuff coming out. You guys can hit me up all my DMs on my Instagram. You guys can follow me on TikTok and IG at the Rob underscore uh, Rob underscore O three. <laughs> I always screw that up. I always screw up. the underscore Rob underscore O three guys and just follow, subscribe. I know you guys follow me. I'll bribe. I'll be doing lives again pretty soon. So, but yeah, there you go. And then go ahead and follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Dead and Boy, right here on YouTube, Dead and Boy Podcast, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. So for the Rob, Dad with the A, that's Reina. We'll see you guys next week. God bless Peace. you guys. Awaken. When you're in